Hello and welcome to another episode of the Spitballing Pod and one of our World Cup breakdowns. We're going for one of the smaller dogs of the competition this time and we're breaking down Tunisia. I'll go out on a limb and say we're the only podcast breaking down the Tunisian team ahead of the World Cup. And that's what we do. We're big in Tunisia, so we had to give back. Exactly. Um, so after a 12-year absence... Oh, I forgot to introduce our guests. Tom Kennett and Brad Martin both join us today. <laughs> Pleasure to have you both. So yeah, after a 12-year absence, they are back at the World Cup um, after a rocky road to get there. Um, they sacked their manager, Henrik Kaspersak, soon after losing in the last eight of the African Cup of Nations. And then they pronounce Nabil Maloul. If Good he's listening, if he's Good listening, I hope I pronounce his name right. Safe pair of arms. His fly just does not want us to do this this tournament. Especially if you hear that. Um, so he he'd gone for a four-two-three-one formation for the majority of qualifying. Um, he's used the fullbacks and encouraged them to attack on the left, and uh, they have. Well, they have the left backs who have come from Al Ali, the team there. And um, a little uh, anecdote for you about uh, Ali. I once played Billy Joe Saunders online on FIFA and I was playing as Al Ali. <laughs> and I won. What? His, the PlayStation name was BJ Saunders and he was playing as Arsenal. Could have been anything. I messaged him on Twitter after to ask if it was him and he didn't reply. But it was him. I'm not having it. Billy, if you're listening and you could reply to Luke Byron, that would be great. Exactly. I don't know if he'll want to answer after after I beat him with Al Ali. Especially after some of your um, comments on his community. I don't know what you're on about. Uh, yeah, they did used to be my boys actually online. They used to mix it up. So if you were if you were worst team, the majority of the time they would match you with someone of those similar stars. Is that where Xavi fucked off to? Or not sure. He was. You said similar styles. Are you comparing your own team Arsenal no, to No, I said they Ali. used to compare you to... They used to get you in with a similar rating if it was a busy time, but obviously it wasn't a busy time because... Or I was a high level and he was a low level, hence why I won. Interesting. Don't discount this story. It did happen. Okay. All right, so the, the midfield is dominated by two hard-working ball winners in Fajani Sassi and Mohamed Amin Benamor. Looking forward to seeing Sassi. Right, other players to look out for, and I can't claim to uh, be experts on them, but you had it the previous first. ones we've mentioned. <laughs> Ali, my boys, I told you. <laughs> so, Youssef Mascani, Wabi Kazri, Naim Sleety. They're adding the flair of the team. Good names. What Doesn't you Johan Beneluan play for those as well? Leicester City defender? He's there at the moment, isn't he? He's, uh... You could be right, Brad. <laughs> You could be right. And Ayman Abdenor, um, I think. Great player. Uh, yeah, he's he got overlooked in the uh, in the last internationals. Um, apparently, he's not been playing for his club, so the uh, the boss said no. Boss master, no, get him in the squad. Well, going through their qualifying campaign, whenever they've played a what you consider a big team, um, they switched to a four three two one, and they've used uh, three defensive midfielders. So you'd imagine that's what they're going to face up against England with. They are to beat. Galen Charlie. So you got to watch out for. Did a little bit of history on uh, Tunisia. And um, until 1956, uh, Tunisia were colonised by France until they achieved their independence. Now hear me out here. Cheers, boss. 
do you think, as kind of a uh, apology for uh, colonising them, they should send over some of their lesser players and they could play for Tunisia and help them out? Send over the likes of Nazri when they banished him from the team. The get him for Tunisia. What's well, just a way? He's got a little. We're sorry. Some reparations. Yeah. We'll give you some of our shit players. Because they didn't do anything else, so help them out that way. Is there any. That's some damn respect. Any top players that were born in Tunisia that have gone to France? <laughs> Obviously, you've got like the likes of Zidane, who was born. Algeria, was it? Yeah, born in Algeria, went there. There was a couple of. Vieira was born in Senegal. Senegal. Yeah. Yeah. So. Was there anyone from Tunisia that went to France? Not as far as I'm aware, but if they are, send them back. The nerve of Marcel nice Desailly in that 2010 World Cup with Ghana in, that, in the game <laughs> against Uruguay. Suddenly he's Ghana's biggest fan. <laughs> you chose to play for France. What are you going on about? <laughs> what about Nabil Fakir? Where's he from? I think he's Algeria, but no. I'm not certain. Um, so, as I said, so if they send on the like deserters like Nazri to Tunisia, hear me out. You've got a game set plan for them, for their man of the matches, to keep them going. Also in Nazri, you send over his masseuse. <laughs> if you I score, you get a massage from the masseuse. Man of the match, you get a man of the, you get a massage from the masseuse. Happy endings. Clean and sheet, I, keeper. There'll be no clean no sheets. No clean sheets <laughs> in that massage table. <laughs> and I guarantee you the performances rise. I'm telling you. Something will be rising. If they beat England, look at the sideline. She's going to be there. Either that or that physio from Chelsea. Something's going to have inspired those right players. Nowadays? She's probably still living off the money she's earned from being sat by Jose. Good work. When, when Chelsea's whole season was put down to the fact that he binned her off. Yeah. <laughs> they finished 10th and they're like, well, she didn't have got rid of the there physio. Was, there was that picture of Jose heading his hands and her behind just grinning. <laughs> um, so um, a small part of the Sahara Desert also covers Tunisia. Another rogue idea here. Tell how they're busy day at work. Yeah. Do you think the Qatar World Cup should be played on sand? <laughs> Just go completely rogue. FIFA Street Rules. Do you ever watch... Um, should we be- bring Cantona back as well? Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever watch um, the beach football on Eurosport? Used to a little Where they bit. ping in the overhead kicks and all sorts just midway through the game. Get it on sand. We might be even more overmatched than we already are. Brazil are just going to mop up. <laughs> FIFA Street rules though, so you got the physicality there. Okay. To override we'll be doing the any skills on FIFA Street, just like crunching yeah. people, going like, in head height on someone. But that was the main thing. People who couldn't play FIFA were reeled in by FIFA Street because they didn't have to worry about fouling. You, you could just wipe them out. Yeah. With the FIFA Street fans on this podcast, love, really are. Love to see Hendo on on sand. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Imagine Mertesacker on sand. He runs like he's running in wet sand as it is. <laughs> You start turning and we get to half time. Like, you can can stop now, it's fine. We're switching ends. (laughs) Well, also another thing I was thinking of. I'm the driving force here. You know, we often talk about when we're going over to like a hot country for a World Cup and we're saying about like this, uh, how are they going to cope with the temperatures? How do you think it affects like the players who play in countries like this and they're going over to like Russia where it's freezing cold? And they're going to True. be playing in their World Cups. True. Especially the ones with the lesser ability. So it's even more like hampering them. I mean, I suppose you can at least wrap up for the winter. They can't, can't go in skins when they're playing. A, well, Brad's had to adjust to a cold country. What's it like? <laughs> it's not very nice. I'd much rather be back in Turkey, if I'm honest. <laughs> <laughs> What's the... 
what's the temperature like in Russia this time of year? You seem to have come in with a lot of stats. What's reasonable, is it? Well, that's one thing I haven't actually got, so oh, I was relying on you to get that. To be fair, even if it's like 10 degrees or so, they're still <laughs> going to be thinking, what the fuck is this? The England player, you're going to be like, oh, this is quite toasty. In all fairness, what's going on in Russia, I don't think the temperature is going to be the highest on your list of concerns. Supposedly, when Arsenal went over there for the CSKA game, they, they were really nice, but I'm not too sure. Oh, that's disappointing. What? We found typical highs of 23 degrees. That's, that seems fairly reasonable. In Russia? In the summer. They 23 have, degrees? They do have summer as well. That is highs as well. It's not averages. No, it's meant to be like how it is in Rocky the whole time. I don't know how many games are in Siberia. <laughs> Hopefully they thought it through. <laughs> that would be unreal. We stick the final there. Don't sell tickets. We just see who can make it. Get a game in Italy and they just play in in a coliseum. Yes. Be like the idea of survival of the fittest. You don't sell tickets. Just however many thousand fans you make it to that stadium, you get to stay. Well, I would treat it like boxing and shit teams can be there as long as you sell tickets you can get there we'll give you a push <laughs> give you Tunisia. an overmatched opponent her to be telling us look Tunisia got a great story we'll put him in San Marino on pay-per-view <laughs> averaging 12 to 15 degrees between June and July that's too hot for me you'd be uh, sweating you would definitely be sweating um, highs up between 22 and 24 so I don't think, toasty I don't think they'll be having too much of an issue with the uh with the temperatures yeah, to be completely honest. Yeah, I dread it. One of the hottest days of the year for me is when I go to Blackpool for the darts and Christ, I feel like I'm going to perish. Is it worse when Sean Shute ends up in a hotel lobby? <laughs> I've never seen someone sweating like that. <laughs> for, um, There's people down police stations who are not sweating as much uh, as he oh, was. Brad, if you've seen this, for uh, Golovkin against Kel Brook and we've just turned around in the lobby and he's literally melting. Like, you know, in, in the uh, like cartoons where someone's like under pressure and the sweat they like zoom in on the forehead and it just starts like dripping down literally like that and he's like I hate places like this it's like what do you mean he's like hotel lobbies yes <laughs> each to their own um, so they could go on a slightly different tangent for you back to the Wabi Kazri <laughs> I don't know where this is going I'm scared Sunderland loaned out players they've got players out on loan for 20 million plus and they're now getting relegated to League One. Surely you sell those players. Surely you get a couple of players in who can take you, well, keep you in the championship, maybe get you promoted back to the Prem. We've got a passionate Sunderland fan that writes for us. What's it called, Brad? Shout out, Brad yeah. Dobbin. Um, he actually he, uh, sent me a picture the other week. Um, the day that Sunderland got relegated, he had a letter in the post for a season to get renewal. <laughs> <laughs> literally there was no hanging around they literally dropped oh, it God. on the day to ask for one, ask for him to renew the season ticket he did renew fair play yeah yeah that's commitment I hope they reduce the prices for league one you hope so isn't it, Le- isn't it Leeds Leeds because they don't have the cap like they do in the premiership for away games Leeds just shit out all the teams that go over there and they charge you like proper high prices to sit <laughs> in the away end at Ellen Road wish they charged a bit more for um Ellen Road for the boxing that might not be skin to go in there later this month. <laughs> um, so just to um, summarise uh, Tunisia then, so they, they won um, African Group A, um, preferred system 4-2-3-1, star player is um, Youssef Mascani from Al Duhail, and um, one to watch is um, Sleety, who uh, TK Smith, as I said the name, he comes from, uh, plays for Dijon on loan from Lille. Oh, the needle player. 
Honestly, you're laughing now. When we play them, if they turn up, I'm going to say to you, I tried to tell you about Wabi Kazri and you wouldn't listen. You were trying to tell me about Wabs. That was about it. I could talk about them all day. I was just thinking to myself, this. Tunisia would struggle if your beach football idea did come in, wouldn't they? Why? I want to be able to get much practice in. Why? They've got some of the Sahara Desert there. On beaches? Well, they're playing on sand. Dangerous on the Tunisian beach. <laughs> I'm cutting that out. <laughs> I won't actually. I want a bit of controversy. We'll go raw. Um, but no, uh, thanks again for listening to another superb breakdown from us. The only Tunisian breakdown that you will find. Don't forget about Sleety. Watch out for him. Uh, actually, this is this is the we game. Just this is the game that we were supposed to have the barbecue for because it's our only Sunday game. And, uh, and the host we've, we've, we've been let down. I did ask my mum about this, um, but she did say that if we we're gonna have a barbecue, I'd have to be the one tidying it up. So that idea has been scrapped. <laughs> we can still go to. Scott's house. He doesn't have to be there, I don't think. I, I, said, don't I said leave as a spare key. If she almost said she lives there. If not, we'll come to mine order a GG. I like you thinking. Maybe if we kind of put it under the grill, then we can pretend it's been barbecued as well. My man. All right, as, and again, thank you for listening. We will be back later this week for another breakdown. Uh, yeah, thanks again.